Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Clear Thinking, brought to you by Better Broadhead. Better Broadhead is a community coalition addressing youth substance use, bullying, and dating violence among youth aged 12 to 18 in the Broadhead School District through education, awareness, and advocacy. So my name's John Lindley, and I'm here today with Erin Menzel, and be interviewing her about the role of Better Broadhead in the community. Thanks, John, for you're, interviewing me today. You're welcome. <laughs> Switch roles. Exactly. It's kind of nice to be not the one coming up with the questions <laughs> and yeah. trying to figure out what to say. Cool. So let's make it fun. Yeah. So tell us about Better Broadhead and what their role is in the community. So, yeah, after our first uh, episode talking about the creation of Better Broadhead, I um, found out from a few people that they were still like, what does Better Broad do? What are we really um, focused on? So in 2011, there was some data that showed there was some issues in Broad with sex assault. So they figured out that there, and data shows that there's a correlation between some risky behaviors and substance use. So the coalition is really supposed to be a group of community members coming together to solve a problem or to try to lessen a problem, really. So first you look at the data and say, there's a problem here. Why is there a problem? So they look through the data, like the Youth Risk Behavior Survey, um, data from the public health, and then also focus groups and like surveys. So why is there an issue in Broadhead? Like, let's say alcohol. Um, specifically, like, not saying that this is an issue, but Mm -hmm. let's say that there was a retailer in Broadhead that wasn't checking IDs. So then they had access to alcohol through that method. So then you would look at different strategies. When you say that, you mean the youth. The youth, yeah. The youth have access in that way. So then you would look at strategies to try to change that. Can we make contact? Someone in our coalition make contact with that retailer do some training, offer them some We ID signs, actionable items to try to solve a Make problem. Make them aware. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, how can we um, reduce that access? So that's kind of the goal of the coalition, to first assess, get community partners behind us, and then come up with ways to solve problems. So when you when you address a situation like that, uh, you work with other community uh organizations like obviously the police department at the fire department and other organizations just so you can squash the fear of say said retailer it's not like you're going to go in there and turn them into the law enforcement no never no it's to is to build a partnership exactly awareness to exactly yeah it's all about education advocacy and our goal really is about youth it's not about um adult use Mm -hmm. Um, really, we're trying to focus on how can we make our youth healthy and happy so that they're successful in the future. Um, so one thing doesn't lead to another. Exactly. And then into yeah. something else. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, the idea of prevention is to, before there's a substance use disorder, to really work on those issues that could lead to a substance yeah. use disorder. So we're not really worrying about... Um, you know, like the care part of it, not that we don't care about mm-hmm. it, but it's not the role of a coalition 
Um, to enforce the law. Exactly. Right. It's exactly. to bring awareness to the fact that it could be a gateway to allowing them to get to something else. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we're just trying to um, really make sure that we're identifying what is the issue in Braddon and then working on the issue with everyone in the community. It's not just, uh, you know, one person going out there and saying that we have a problem. We're all working on it together. And that's why in the coalition, you're supposed to have um, people from every sector. So it's like law enforcement, yeah. health, parents, youth serving organizations, um, government, teachers. It's supposed to be really everyone. And I Encompassing think, all aspects exactly. of what you would need. So yes. like building a community around the community yes. to be able to you know, make aware right. of what the problem is. Yeah. Yep. So and the main thing that coalitions should focus on is changing policies, building um, education and awareness, that and kind of they, thing. And how does the coalition go about doing that? So let's take jeweling, for example, um, or e-cigarettes, not mm-hmm. spe- just specifically right. jeweling. That's a brand. It's a brand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so with jeweling... You know, you identify that there is an issue. You go to those key stakeholders, like the Public Safety Committee, um, the chief of police. The more that they're educated on what the issues are around e-cigarette uses, the more likely they are to pass an ordinance that encompasses e-cigarettes. And then you educate the public on what the issues are with e-cigarette usage. So you're covering all your bases. You're not just saying, we're going to pass this ordinance, but we're not going to tell the community why e-cigarettes can be harmful. Right. And this is why you have meetings at the library and broad exactly. for the community to come yep. to find out what advice you're going to give them about what's the latest trend amongst the youth. And right. Yeah. How to recognize that kind of stuff. Exactly. And like also working with the school, is there something that we could do at the school level um, to make sure that try to stop the usage right. of e-cigarettes not right. that you're going to fix the entire problem yeah. but at least decrease the amount of usage by talking about it though yeah you're bringing awareness to right it. So, i mean yeah that, that makes sense yeah so on the e-cigarette um public safety committee two weeks ago they started the discussion about including e-cigarette devices in their ordinances for juveniles and also for smoke-free workplaces so i mean that's a pretty it's a pretty big win for better broadhead in general so e-cigarettes are illegal for children so is there an age on them yeah 18 you're supposed to be not necessarily to buy the device um the nicotine Mm -hmm. delivery system is still 18 um but i think that you can go online and still buy like the actual device, and you can lie pretty easily, right, I would think, online. on those yeah. websites. I'm sure, I'm sure you so can. that's kind of an yeah. issue, but um, it's hard for law enforcement to enforce something if it doesn't have the language with an e-cigarette device in it. So, Right. So yeah. it, it's yeah. illegal for them to buy cigarettes, but it's not illegal for them to be walking around with an e-cigarette. Right, exactly. So that, to, yeah. yep, that language has to change um, for them to be able to enforce anything. Yeah, so that's kind of the role of the coalition. I really um, have been working hard the last couple months to really build more relationships within the community, like 
with the chamber and um, Optimist and different civic organizations because really they're extremely important in our community. Mm -hmm. And without their support and cooperation and collaboration, nothing can really get done on a community level. Um, because so you're the you're the community service coordinator, right? right? So you so tell everyone what your role is and what you've been doing in the community to bring all these organizations together. So my role has been to, like I was saying, kind of reach out to those civic mm -hmm. organizations, to agencies and institutions, um, to kind of create a relationship and trust, and start to collaborate all together on like an event or educational awareness, that kind of thing. So my role is really just coordination of our actionable items for Better Braden. But you also go to trainings as well. You yeah. do a lot of seminars that bring to light a lot of these issues, where you get the data from and how yep. you find out what you know what kids are into. And I say yeah. kids, you know, at 12 to 18 years exactly. old is what we're focusing on, right? Yep, it is. Um, I just wanted people to real, you know, understand how this Better Brother community thing is working. Right. You know, like you go to trainings and then you bring that information back and then you try to put it out to the community. Exactly. And then... Really, the goal would be to have community members go to these trainings and seminars as well so that we have more people educated on the problems and also really passionate about then coming back and more people working on the issue rather than just a small group of people. Um, that that's really my goal is to get more people involved, more people passionate and aware about it and start educating more people and then we're all working on the problem together rather than like i said just a handful of people like we can't do it on our own um and really the more the community is intertwined and connected first of all the kids are going to be happier and healthier mm -hmm. too that connectedness piece is really important right um so that's what i really see my goal or my role turning into is like how do we build a community that's abundant with resources and people and mentors and people kids can turn to? Because mm -hmm. um, kids are turning to substances, not because of the substance, but because of how they feel right. or that lack of bond or connectedness with other people. And as a member of the community, I can vouch for this. When I first heard about Better Broaded, a little bit of research. And I came to one of their meetings because I was going through a personal issue with one of my kids. And I went to a meeting and I was enlightened about substance abuse and how it starts. And one thing I will say is that when I first walked in the room, I felt a stigma of like, are people thinking that I'm an addict or something like that? And I just mm -hmm. want to say this out in, in the podcast and to people, anybody that's wondering if they come in there, they're being judged, they're not. No. That's not what it's about at all. No. We, they're not here to say, well, you know, I, you look like this or you act like this. That's not what it's there for. No. It's to help. Exactly. You know? And I found I found out after coming in there and, and just paying attention to what was being said, it enlightened me of what I was going through with, right. with my child. You know? Yeah. So. And that's what it should be is we're here to support each other for our kids. Mm -hmm. It's all supposed to be focused on youth. We're not here to tell adults not to drink or tell adults, you know, they're doing something poorly. It's all about how do we make our youth 
happier and healthy and not lead into a substance use. And I think that's what the key part about it is, right. is the leading into. Yes. You know, if yep. you make something that's legal, easy access, and it doesn't give them what they want, they're going to go to the next thing, and there's no repercussion from it. Too late by the end of it. Right, exactly. So. And a, a coalition can't do anything at the end of the spectrum. It, it has to be that preventative piece, that beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um like making people aware of what to look exactly. for. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Those signs are really important. And that's what, um, like, the hidden in plain sight, mm-hmm. that's what the goal of that is. Um, and we try to do that at the parent-teacher conferences, but we actually have one coming up for EMS and fire departments, and it's going to be in a vehicle. Like, this is what you can look for for signs of use in someone just by looking By the items that are in their vehicle. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like, a reality maze that we do in the middle school is to kind of open the kids' eyes to, like, what are the consequences of a few of my decisions can turn into hefty fines and, you know, going to the judge and all of these things that you don't think about when you're at a party drinking. So uh, those long-term consequences, which is hard for youth to grasp. They don't have that, Mm -hmm. you know, emotional maturity yet to really think about long-term, what is this going to do? Right. So educating youth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, financial commitments as you get out of high school and you have to get a job. You got that kind of stuff on your record, you know, like you try to get into college and, you know, you got a felony. It's like, no. Yeah. You know, it's like you're never getting that off of there. It's like, you know, that's the kind of thing that we're trying to, you know, help prevent getting to that point. Exactly. It's not so much about bringing awareness to, you know, to drugs and stuff and alcohol, but the consequences of what it does to a person. Right. And that's, that's the part of it that is hard to communicate, I think, sometimes. Um. Because it can be so complex, and it depends on what exactly happens. Right. Like, you know, if someone gets really drunk, then gets into a fight, that's going to be a lot different than someone gets really drunk, gets into a vehicle, drives. Kill you know, the, yeah, the consequences are mm-hmm. a lot different, but... Yeah. Yeah. And they can change your life in a minute. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. For sure. So, I mean, better brought it has been in the community for a short amount of time, but I'm hoping that we can really start building that like capacity within the community to do more things, be more focused on what are the actual problems in mm-hmm. Broadhead, not just general problems, but how are kids accessing marijuana in our community? And then let's work on that with actionable goals. Be more of a, an awareness-building build, community coalition right. rather than a finger-pointing commission. And right, that's and that's not the that, goal. It, that's right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not the goal to um, ever shame or scare people into doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is the focus is education and awareness and advocating for youth. Yeah. Yeah. And giving them the resources they need. Exactly, and the community the resources yes. they need yeah. sometimes, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because prevention, it seems like it's different than care and it's different than like recovery. I think I think prevention and awareness gets used like intertwined. Yeah, hand in hand. But one of them is I I always see I I always see with prevention. It's like you're going to stop somebody from doing something. Whereas awareness is like 
making them aware of what the consequences will be if they do go ahead and do right. it. So it's almost the difference between asking somebody not to do it and telling somebody why they shouldn't do it. Right, and I know? think that youth are more likely to, you have to tell them why, not just don't just do it. I mean, we know that from what the 90s campaign, the this is your brain on drugs it didn't really do anything because it didn't kill, tell kids why you shouldn't do it. Well, it was Reagan's just a slogan, just say yeah, no. Yeah, she it was, was just a a fear tactic. Yeah. So my brain's gonna turn into an egg and then fry in a pan. Like mm-hmm. that's not the point. The point is yeah. explaining to them and then building a community where the kids feel so connected and thriving in their community. They don't need to turn to it. That's the point. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, that there is a confusion between the, the terms prevention and awareness. Yeah. I, I, I struggle with that myself because it's like if I could have prevented something, I would have done. Right. But I, I was being, I was making people aware. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I yeah. can tell you that if you drink and drive, the chances are you're going to kill somebody. Right. But if you go and drink and drive and you kill somebody, then I couldn't prevent that. I made you aware beforehand, you know what I mean? So right, I, like, I get what you're saying, yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's an interesting term right. to use. We are preventing, I mean, we're, yeah, we are trying to prevent tragedy, but right. uh, by making people aware. Right, yeah. yeah. And then hopefully preventing future Correct. issues. Like some of the items we might not see a difference immediately, it's going to be a long-term goal. Like two three years down the road well that's, and that's a hard thing to stay motivated mm-hmm. behind that it may take some time for there to be change absolutely yeah you know sometimes i i always say this sometimes we have to think like an addict to know what an addict is going to do well i you think know, that, and what they're going to use right i would like i would really like to have more people at the table who are in recovery Mm -hmm. and have had a substance use disorder because their input is valuable, extremely valuable. They actually have lived in the community of substance use. They understand what's going on. Whereas like me who was in law enforcement, I see one part of it, but I don't see the entire picture of it. You know? And that's a very interesting point you bring up because I'd probably want to sit in a meeting and listen from an addict's point of view of like, yeah, so I did this for 10 years, and then what made me turn my life around is I realized I was in the jail cell most of my life. Or, you know, right, and I, and I couldn't recover because financially I was ruined. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd sit through something like that rather than law enforcement, like, well, I'm just going to lock you up if I get you. Yeah, and I think um, that's the point of having all the sectors, right? Yeah. So everyone's perspective comes in and you get a whole picture. Well, I think sometimes that, recovery someone who's Correct. in recovery piece is missing mm-hmm. um they can give you the dark a, secrets to it right that, rather yeah. than just like yeah this is what's going to happen right i think know? that that perspective is sorely missed and there's still a stigma mm-hmm. to people who are in recovery or who have been through it um but i would really i would really like to have people at the table who actually have lived it i think that's a huge piece so if we have people listening now that or in Broadhead that would be interested in doing that, how would they get a hold of you? So they can email me at betterbroadhead2, the number 2, 
at gmail.com um, or they can stop in the office um, 405 East 9th Avenue um, they can call me and I never remember the phone number because it's let me read it <laughs> thank you 608 447 1363. Yeah. And she's available between the hours of. <laughs> I'm just it depends kidding. on the week. <laughs> yeah, call anytime because we, uh, and like you said earlier, there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. We really want that perspective. We want it to be a complete community, not just um, talking to people. Yeah. De- like talking to people that we don't, we haven't been through it, so we don't know what right. it's really like. Right. So, but it's nice to be made aware of what, yeah, like you know, be aware of what's going on. Right. Yeah. I mean, as a member of the uh, broader public, I mean, I, I'm going to one of the meetings and you know, getting to meet you guys. I, you know, I I felt comfortable enough telling my story. And, right. You know, and I think it, you know, it, it made me aware of what was going on right in front of me, with, and I was I was oblivious to it, you know. Yeah. But. I haven't watched them. I think it was a movie that was being played at the library. After watching that, my mind was blown. It's like, man, all that stuff happened, <laughs> and, right? and I didn't even see it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And I think, um, and I don't know if it's, I mean, Broadhead is a small community, so I think sometimes people don't want to be judged by coming to something like, you know, like mm-hmm. a film about opioids mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Um but there's definitely not a judgment from the people who are there. We all no. are just there to learn and to grow and to help the community. Yeah, and it's not like you're going to sit down and introduce yourself and tell you your story. Right. <laughs> as soon as you walk in, you can right. walk in and walk out anytime you want. You don't have to say anything. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So. Yeah. Well, cool. I think that cool. explains it, hopefully. Well, thanks for your better. time. Thanks, John, for interviewing me. (laughs) (laughs) No problem, anytime. (laughs) Let's just hope it worked. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for listening to another episode of Clear Thinking, brought to you by Better Broadhead. To stay up to date on the next episode, please follow us on iTunes.